welcome back to the loudmouth show we are back for the match week 13 preview and what a competitive match week we had couple of draws couple of goalless draws the derby manchester derby turned out to be a goalless draw again we have a chelsea fan on the show starting with akai yeah uh, so hi everyone uh, my name is uh... So my Instagram name is Akai. My name is Akshat. Uh, I've been supporting Chelsea since 2010. Uh, uh, so it's a very, it's a, you know, uh, uh, the reason why I support them is because uh, you know when I was uh, when I started supporting them back in 2010, I just purchased a jersey which was blue in color, and I like you know I, I I thought I thought it was very you know fascinating. So I bought it, and then I started following the club ever since uh, we won the Champions League, we won the Premier League, everything. So uh, yeah. Uh, and I've been a true blue uh, again since 2010. So yeah, I'm Chelsea fan, and my name is Akshay. Right, Anirudh uh, is a United fan. What do you feel about the upcoming week? How will United venture out against Sheffield? Hi guys, my name is Anirudh, and uh, yeah, I'm a Manchester United fan. And yeah, I think um, we probably have the easiest game this week. Um, should be very beatable. Sheffield United um, haven't been good this season. They've been They've been pretty poor if you compare it to last season. So I'm definitely expecting a win. Right. We have Nikhil as well. He's he's a red devil. And yeah, Nikhil, go on. So I'm pretty satisfied with the way we played in the Manchester derby. Uh, a few instances where we were a bit unlucky were like in that Rashford offside. Where we would have gotten a penalty had Rashford not been offside. So I believe that had a few things gone our way, then uh, it would have uh, uh, the result might have been a bit different. However, to a certain extent, I am satisfied with the one point. With this upcoming match against Sheffield United away from home, uh, I believe that Sheffield United's confidence will be low, uh, no doubt, after just having one point from 12 matches. Uh, Even though their performances suggest it should have been more than one point up till now, but I mean the confidence will be lost. Sheffield United, and I believe that we have enough class to exploit that con- uh, lack of confidence from Sheffield. Right. We have Rujan again. He's a red devil. Okay. We have Sahib. He is a Liverpool supporter. Sahib. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm a Liverpool supporter. We've got a big game against Spurs. And I'm 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 hyped for the game, top of the table clash. Hopefully, we could win it. We have to. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's just get on to the first match that we have up in the upcoming week. Also, if you guys could link what happened in the previous week, because all you know, all these matches are happening. Uh, I think within this um, a, a separate. Uh, I mean, within 24 hours, a gap of 24 hours. So. Um, let's just start with Akai. Akai, what do you think about Chelsea versus um, Wolves versus Chelsea? Do you think um, Nuno will be going in with the same approach, a four-two-three-one formation, which he used in the last match? And what do you think about um, Chelsea? Which formation will they be going in? Uh, will Lampard stick with a four-three-three or three-four-three? What do you think? Uh, so I think Lampard will stick with a four-three-three. Uh, I'm not sure who will start up front. Uh, uh, You know, Giroud is uh, in form, but you know the last match uh, against Everton, uh, uh, it was a it was a bad day out for the team. Uh, but I feel you know with with uh, this match uh, last season, uh, Tammy did uh, brilliantly. Uh, he scored a hat trick uh, in the ground. So uh, I think Lampard might start him, uh, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's a tough choice for Lampard. But uh, uh, I also feel uh, Wolves are not doing. Pretty well uh, this time. Also, they are missing uh, Raul Jimenez, but uh, they might, you know, uh, uh, make it very hard for Chelsea this time. 
right um yeah and what do you feel about chelsea you know uh, they lost the last fixture against uh, ancelotti's everton and also i think chelsea didn't play that well it was rather everton i like the way godfrey and even the other full back played holgate they were i think they were superb at the full back position and i'm glad that he switched on to a 433 yet again because that is something which was uh, much needed given that dine and shamus coleman are really injured at the moment so what do you think about um, everton and chelsea and also the upcoming match which chelsea have against wolves yeah so uh, talking about the everton game i think um, i think everton were really good um uh and yeah as you said i'm so glad they switched to a 433 for them because um uh, uh dinia and uh, uh dinia and colmen are so good as, uh, as um full backs and i think they really missed those two i think that's why they were a little inconsistent but um yeah i think chelsea were really poor i think they need to um timo werner is in firing for them kai havertz is in firing so their new signings are probably not uh, both not firing the defense has been has been good and uh, uh that has been pretty good although mendy made an error um i think they still uh, i think they need their forwards to fire right um but what do you think about the wolves game do you think uh, will it be wolves who come on top because we know that chelsea usually go goal down and then that is the time they actually start attacking so is it is it that chelsea would need little pressure so do you think wolves will be scoring or not what do you think i don't think wolves are also going in with a lot of confidence i think they should have won that game against villa considering villa were down to 10 men so um wolves will be suffering from some lack of confidence um so this game i think i expect chelsea to go out there and win but we'll have to see right um nikhil you know uh, even fabio silva the center forward um wolves actually got him for 35 million and he's one of those supposed teenage sensations and what do you think about him as a player he's growing well under nuno but he's not really obviously he's not able to give that desired performance that you'd expect from someone like jimenez because he's sidelined he he is he's growing well yes uh but he's no raul imenez and raul imenez is the is the talisman of that wolves team and once he had that head clash in that arsenal game i believe that wolves team have deteriorated since then and i believe that fabio silva is no raul imenez he's still 18 uh, years old and still a bit of vulnerability will be there in uh, uh, fabio silva and when you are leading the line in a in the premier league you basically have to have that impact uh, on your team and i believe that fabio silva probably won't be the won't be the solution and basically it has it has been very tough once uh, raul jimenez has gone because their main man their talisman has also gone along along with that i also believe that one issue that wolves are facing is that in the back they are not getting their settled back uh, uh their co- their combination Hello. and primarily it's because boli wilfred boli and uh, uh connor cody have been uh, suffering injuries which has basically not allowed uh, the nuno to get that settled uh, defensive uh, combination that he wishes to get and right. that has hurted the wolves team a lot and i believe that wolves will be vulnerable and uh, more vulnerable than chelsea uh even chelsea are suffering their issues regarding the center forward and it seems as if uh, lampard is not using 
talisman. He's using Werner more as a winger as compared to a talisman, which is her, uh, which is basically uh, shift, uh, changing the complexion. And the talisman, uh, like uh, Giroud, is just not the same Giroud as he used to be a few years back. Even yeah. Tammy Abraham is He's also five, is also a bit. Three pixels, bro. Come on. Uh, I think he did really uh, well, man. But still, uh, but still, I but still, I do not believe that Giroud is the same Giroud that he used to be. Uh, he has scored four goals against Sevilla. However, there there are a few things lacking in uh, Giroud, and uh, that is one issue that Chelsea will face. Uh, irrespective of whether he scored five or six goals, there are still a few things lacking up front for Chelsea. And the goalkeeper issue has basically uh, settled uh, a little bit, and that was one very important thing because if you are to succeed in in a league like the English Premier League, you need to have a proper goalkeeper. And Kepa was being very erratic, very erratic, yeah. and he it felt as if many of his mistakes were due to a lack of confidence more than anything else. Whereas with Mendy, you bit Edward Mendy, you bit get a bit more solidity. And that is visible in Edward Mendy as compared to Kepa Arazila Baga. So right. that is one thing that uh, right. I would like to say about Chelsea. If you were to ask me whether we, they will play a back three or a back four, I I believe that they will play a back four uh, as compared to a back three so against Wolverhampton. Let's leave these uh, questions water. for other people as well, Nikhil. Thank you for your time. But Arsh, uh, can you just test your mic once? Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, you hello. are audible. Audible. Yeah. So, Arsh, what do you think of um, Nuno's Wolves as a team? And since uh, we know Juan Montinho actually picked up on a red card in the last game, we are expecting Ruben Neves to start in with Ted Onker. And Nunez is still out. And when it comes to Chelsea, they they are noticing a couple of injuries. Um, Pulisic might play or might not play depending on the fitness that he has. Ziyech is definitely out. Hudson Odoi is out as well. And with yeah. a not informed Kai Havertz, do you think Chelsea can click in this game against Wolves? Uh, so I think Chelsea can win because of the quality of players Lampard has, and uh, yeah, I think they can win because uh, they are a really good side as as much I have seen them this season. And uh, I rate them more than the Wolves because uh, Wolves are a good team. We lost to them, obviously. So uh, I think Chelsea can win today, but uh, uh, Wolves can also win. But Chelsea has a better chance. Right. Um, Ruj, what do you think about the fixture Wolves versus Chelsea again? And uh, we need to, uh, you know, lay emphasis on the fact that Wolves haven't really scored a goal in the last two games at all. So is that concerning for attacking side like Wolves who got Pedro Neto, they've got Podence and Adama? What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think it is concerning to an extent because they have, you know, they have like such a like they started off quite decently this season, Wolves, and they have quite a quite a nice variety of attack going up front. But you know, I really can't understand what seems to be the issue with this team, like you know, the failure of Traore and not having like Jimenez, like you know, still like you know to provide them with those goals. They suddenly look a little lost, in my opinion. Uh, that game against Villa was a tough one, but I don't think so. Like you know, they they could have had they had like enough of chances to like you know pull it back to like or make it a draw. Like they could be the first ones to have scored and make it a draw. But I don't know what exactly went down over there. 
uh with regard to with regard to what chelsea are going to do and like you know how how chelsea are coming into this game that is also one thing we've got to note because that game that loss against everton was a shocker like let's not let's not forget that like the way i, I don't think so anyone saw that loss coming for frank but right. uh, i think going ahead i would definitely like going into this game i think that i think chelsea are the ones with the upper hand in this fixture Pulisic might feature so that's a that's a big plus for Chelsea and um, I I really I really am expecting a lot like from from Chelsea alone in this game because I think they have sorted out every part of their of their like you know uh, of their team because the defense seems sorted with Thiago Silva, Zuma, Reece James and uh, even uh, Chilwell midfield also looks tight with Kante Kovacic uh, and also even the attack looks looks fairly decent but it's all about conversion now at Chelsea Werner needs a big game he really really needs to step up now i think right. it's now the this is now the business end uh, like i mean we're coming to the more like tricky part of the season so i'm expecting something i'm expecting big things coming on from Werner so let's see how it goes Right. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I would like to uh, add one point that I don't feel the Everton game was a shocker. Actually, I even would go to the extent saying that Everton were the favourites going into the Chelsea game because Everton has changed a lot uh, uh, in the past uh, 12 months with Ancelotti coming in and, and uh, many things getting sorted out at Everton, them getting that talisman in the form of Calvert Lewin, and it's never easy going to Goodison Park. So I believe that I would go to the extent to say that uh, Everton were the favorites again in that oh, game. Like Everton, uh, Ancelotti's tactics are very predictable, so I don't think Everton was the favorite. There, there have been many things that have changed in Everton. So I believe I would actually you're right. Everton extent. things have changed, but they actually lost the last four matches before this one. So I don't think they were really the favorites. And Chelsea haven't been winning yeah. back on back electorally, so I think that justified everything. I feel yeah, Chelsea. So Chelsea were given the tag of you know the Robin Hoods of uh, Premier League. So uh, I feel it's always you know I'm I, I fear today's match as well because you know whenever side is you know in a goal drought or you know if some striker is not able to perform, I feel you know Chelsea always comes up and uh, uh, they they kind of lose uh, these fixtures where you feel that they 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 uh, they'll get the win for sure. So, but with you know uh, seeing Wolves, they, they as uh, in four games they are with three defeats and I think you know the Jota is gone. Raul Jimenez is missing. Traore uh, is not performing that well. So I feel Chelsea uh, might win, uh, but it'll be tough for you know for them to go out uh, and play uh, at the stadium. Traore hasn't been up to the mark this season. Yeah. yeah, but also because he hasn't really gotten the minutes to show that, and I think we're just judging him too soon based on the last two or three matches that he's played because Wolves as a team did not really work out well. But Ruud, you're adding on to some point. Uh, yeah. Okay. See. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. So, what I wanted to say was, see, like you know, with what Nikhil is saying, that he doesn't feel it's a shocker because I understand that 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 thought process. But you know, when like when you like when Chelsea were going into this game, they were going in like you know, it was their keeper that caused an error in this game. They were playing like good football, solid football, all until until that moment, and suddenly that when that keeper has like a brain fade like that. you can't do anything about it so to say that everton were the were the favorites i don't think so that's not that's not what i strongly feel i feel like chelsea were the ones like you know who are going who were going into going into that game as favorites as well as they're going to go into the wolves game as favorites and let's see what happens tonight 
right sahib what would your prediction be for the wolves and chelsea game and also do you think jerud will be starting in or what do you think tammy should be playing ahead and what do you think about kai havertz should he start in the number 8 role that we've seen him or the number um, as a right winger in motor winger what do you think so i personally think with kai havertz he would rather be uh, better in that you know a number 8 spot rather than in the right winger spot because he has been lacking there of course um he you know he he has been well in tracking back but you know uh, to convert a winger from an attacking midfielder you know moving from germany to england is is not quite easy for you know i think we need to give havertz a time if we want to convert him as a winger but right. until then i think his position should be number 8 and with the situation of jiru i would actually go for you know to start tammy over jiru because if werner is starting you would need someone to you know um use the pace of werner to you know run with him along, along with jiru is the kind of player he wants ball the ball at his feet only so that might right. be a problem you can bring jiru on after 60 minutes 70 minutes to you know give that more extra finishing but until then i guess tammy would be a better choice right and yeah the prediction for me i don't think that bulls have been quite good this season Adama is lacking. Um, you might start Podence and not Neto together rather than having Adama Traore at the right. So I would you know go for a two-nil win for Chelsea. Okay. Um, Adwait, what do you think about uh, Wolves versus Chelsea again? And do you think uh, the mistake which Mendy made was because of? Do you think it was his mistake, or do you think it was the situational, very spontaneous, and it was just two players getting together, and Mendy was in the air, and that is how he actually came down on him? What do you think? Uh, uh, this is a tough one. I think probably uh, it was Mendy's error. I don't think it was a spontaneous collision. Um, I think Mendy could have done dealt with it better. He 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 did a Pickford as we're going to term it nowadays. Uh, but. I think it's a, it's a good game man. Uh both the teams are pretty uh evenly matched. Uh I think yeah Chelsea will definitely go in with confidence with the start that they've had so far in the season. Uh they'll go in with a lot of confidence uh for this game. I think Werner on the left might be you know he's not really been uh he's not been clicking in that position uh really well. I think Pulisic is due a game as well. Uh I think it should be a good game man it should be a really good game and I think Raul Jimenez missing will be a massive miss for Wolves still so I'd rather not talk about Chelsea's backline because they've been performing pretty well this season and I hope they carry on with the same form but what do you think about again you spoke about Timo Werner not clicking well don't you think that he's actually adding on to whatever pace they need he's actually uh, you know crossing the uh, later lines and he's actually helping in build ups as well even though he's not scoring those goals and assists that we expected him to do Uh yeah his overall gameplay is, is pretty positive in terms of Chelsea's offensive uh uh offensive movements he's, he's pretty good in that way but there is something definitely missing i don't see an end product in Werner uh yeah he's got the pace he's got the legs he does he does use that quite a bit but there's no he doesn't really link up a lot uh in the in the final third and more more towards the opposition box you know there are times where uh, there there are there are times where you know he he kind of overdoes it 
a little too much where he runs a little too much or he kind of dribbles a little too much i think zayek uh, missing will be a big miss because he's that creative influence the some of the the uh, crosses that he puts in from that right flank are insane man where he just Good. turns into his left foot and then drops the ball in pinpoint accurate crosses right so i still feel man i think wana can do much more for the for the price tag and for the reputation that he's built in germany with leipzig right akash um, your prediction for the match man you're a chelsea fan what do you think um i feel chelsea will win up uh, you know if uh, so havertz will play obviously because uh, polisic is not starting but he will feature in the lineup so uh, maybe lampard could go for a 4222 uh, but you know i don't think he'll disrupt the formation and uh, as we're discussing about werner werner brings in the pace uh, against newcastle it did that for timing so i feel chelsea might win this because wolves are in a bad place right now so uh, i i think it it will be a 2-0 win for chelsea right Again, uh, let's discuss the next match, uh, Manchester City versus West Brom. But before you get there, we know how uh, the Manchester derby was again a goalless draw, and we, I mean, Pep's tactics were a little different this time. Even though he came on with a four-three-three, they were actually off the ball. They were doing a four-four-one-one, and in the first half, it was more of them maybe letting United, you know, get onto them, and which was actually weird because we usually. See City enjoying a lot of possession in the opposition's end, which never really happened. But what do you think, Anirudh? What really changed the the dynamic the dynamics of the game? And do you think it was a tactical fight, or do you think it was just a goalless draw, which you know it was very boring? What do you think? It was a dead game, bro. It was it was a completely dead game. I think um, both sides didn't have intensity. Both sides were very cautious, understandably from um, our point of view, but. um city being cautious is is probably unheard of pep um, he he played with two two defensive midfielders with rodri and fernandinho so he certainly doesn't trust um only rodri in that role and he knew the threat we had on the counters so um i think no, uh, rodri and fernandinho both nullified our threat on the counter and uh, even we uh, Uh, lined up in a compact midfield, which also didn't allow the uh, Bruyne a lot of space and time to get on the ball and try and create. So I thought, yeah, both teams were lacking intensity, were very cautious from the start, and mm. all in all, it was a dead game. We spoke about Rodri and Fernandinho. To be honest, okay, they made a couple of interceptions and everything, but I didn't really like the way they were off the ball. They were not really that effective, to be honest, because United were crossing them over pretty easily. What do you think, as a United fan? Do you think that was? Um, what do you think about the double pivot? I think I think Pep mainly did that because last season we've beaten them twice, and both the times we've been electric on the counter with our pace, and uh, both those times Pep has. Uh, Usually gone with a single man in the um, uh, in that uh, single defensive midfielder in that uh, three-man midfield. So I think he doesn't trust Rodri in that role. He he wanted to add a lot more cover in Fernandinho, and I think that did a pretty good job in in nullifying our threat on the counter. Okay, um, and. Uh, I mean, how do you think would Pep be taking West Brom? Because we know that City have actually scored around 37 or 43 goals in total when it comes to playing West Brom, and they've never really lost a match at home against them. So, 
do you think um ursh what is your take on the match and do you think west brom stand a chance the way they were actually you know uh, they caused a lot of commotion in the center against tottenham and couple of other matches even in the last match i think they played decent football and against palace too i think they've got couple of good players like ferreira who's actually injured bartley again he's injured but gallagher is there in the center do you think they have any opportunity against city Oh, okay, so I'll first of all answer the first question regarding the Manchester derby. It felt like the, that chess game in which both players were trying to be cautious. So that was right. the way the Manchester derby looked uh, towards me. And there was no way I felt as if City would score a goal unless we would have made a mistake because there was not enough clinicalness that you expect from City uh, in. scoring goals uh, on in the manchester derby and in general apart from that uh, rashford getting caught offside even i don't feel i i didn't feel as if we would uh, we uh, had anything else any other chance except uh, to uh, score against manchester city so in a way what uh, the guy prior to me what was what was his name gallagher the guy the guy who spoke just just before me Anirod Akshat I am not able to recall Anirod 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 okay so uh, Anirod was right uh, I would say he's uh, completely right in con- uh, calling this ga- ga- that game that game now coming to the Manchester City versus West Brom game if you were to ask me a for a prediction I would say a 3-0 or a 4-0 win in favor of Manchester City uh, West Brom have looked quite uh, shambolic at times and they have been very vulnerable to concede goals and i would believe that pep would want his players to have a response and uh, those players are capable enough to give him that response and uh, since they've sorted out that forward issue where jesus has come back from injury and aguero is also uh, soon to return so i believe that city have that class and i believe it it should be a 3-0 or 4-0 win for manchester city and even the defensive issues to a certain extent have been uh resolved and i believe that they will keep a clean sheet as well as west brom will not offer that much uh threat going forward even uh, i uh, there are man- many issues with west brom and one issue is uh the manager if you see him in his interviews you see uh, a a manager who is very scared a very very scared about something uh, probably it's very scared of him uh, losing his job and There, there are many things. Uh, there are many instances where you realize that he does not trust his team. Like in that game against Chelsea, where they were three-nil up at halftime, he just didn't seem to trust his team enough to uh, defend that lead. And if they're not going to defend three-nil leads against uh, opponents, then I don't see them staying up. And I believe that they will be one of the teams relegated, in uh, my opinion, West Brom. And uh, I will. Be- uh, I also believe that. Manchester City will take full advantage of the issues that West Brom are, are facing and one issue that West Brom are facing is in the form of Branislav Ivanovic which he was is not the same player as he used to be 6 years ago and age plays a major factor in, in any sport whether it's tennis cricket or whatever whether it's any sport and I believe that Branislav Ivanovic is uh, not the same for the thing used to be 5 6 years but i think since the time he's actually featured in uh, the center half he's actually adding a lot of maturity to the west brom team that is how they're playing from pathetic football to something average 
and I think Bilic as a manager however, is however, quite however, to be worried about I, things. I, I, I don't think Bilic is a good manager given the quality of the team that they have at the moment. I think they're doing pretty okay, man. To be honest, like that is my opinion, though. They're very vulnerable. If you see their matches, West Brom's matches, they are very vulnerable to concede goals in clusters. So I, I the thing really is that they are going to the opposition's box. They are going till there. It's just that they're not able to score because we know they lack finishing quality as well. So I, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the defensive issues. You watch West Brom's matches, you will realize how vulnerable they are. Like in that right. match against Crystal Palace, okay, Pereira might have gotten sent off, but you saw that vulnerability that. You, uh, if if a team finds them out, they can easily uh, score two or three goals via that route if they if they can find West Brom out. And till the time, even if you have ten defenders, sometimes in football, if you're found out, you are found out. True, but uh, I don't think we should actually be blaming West Brom. It's obviously I'm not, bl- I'm, not bl- I'm not I'm not sitting here and blaming West Brom. Right. I'm saying that they have vulnerability. How they are going to fix it? It's the issue, but but it won't be fixed overnight. And I believe Manchester City have to have the class to exploit those vulnerabilities and put three or four goals past them. Right, Nikhil, don't get me wrong. I am agreeing with you on this. I'm just I was completing that. Okay, Crystal Palace are not a team which is supposed to be undermined because Crystal Palace beat Leeds, an ultra-attacking team. So if they can do that, they can do anything, man. Because we know how they play on a counter, and they also play a bit of possession football. But getting on with the next question, um, uh, are we expecting Gundogan to get along with Rodri? Uh, again, as I felt that Fernandino and Rodri weren't really linking up that well, um, contrasting to what Anirudh had mentioned. But uh, what do you think, Sahib? Is Rodri and Gundogan are they a good combination? Because Gundogan actually, whenever he's played, he's actually adding on to the offenses as well. It's not just that he's, uh, you know, creating a whole kind of a things, whole holding situation behind it. He's actually connecting well ahead as well. So, what do you think? Um, Gundogan, you know, he is a decent kind of player. He he adds that offensive presence as well. Um, defensively, he's not that good. I think if with a team like City, they know that their defense is good. Um, they don't need to go with two defensive midfielders. That's what I think. Um, Rodri and Fernandinho. I mean, I don't think that that is a good pairing. With Gundogan, it might cause it. He has that offensive presence as well. Gundogan, he's a quite decent player. Fernandinho, of course, you know, um, he's a. I don't rate him. I know he's 35. He has lost all his presence as well. Fernandinho, he played as a centre back last season. Um, now converting him back to that defensive midfielder position is always not that easy. Um, yeah, so I personally think that Gundogan would be a better option. Right. And Adi, uh, when we talk about West Brom, you know, they have an ex-Arsenal fullback, Gibbs, they've got Livermore, they've got Gallagher and Sawyers as well. These are the players who, are, who can actually add something onto the team. So, what is your comment on West Brom as a team? Um, I feel uh, they're pretty much a, a one-man show. It depends on if uh, whether Matias Pereira kind of shows up on the day. They don't really have a lot of dimensions to their game, which right. is probably why they, they are favourites to get relegated. I think along with Sheffield United. I mean, they've they've got see the the players that they've got are probably all championship players. I think barring uh, Matias Pereira and probably not to some extent. 
ట్రాన్స్ఫర్లీ probably uh, what what norwich basically does in in the modern day english premier league yeah um okay again what is your prediction for the game and do you think de bruyne is working out well for city this season even though he, again he's adding on to whatever technical assistance they need he's doing everything but he's not really getting those goals that he always does right so and he's also one of the assist kings in the premier league since a long time so what is your thought or thought on this Uh, so i feel uh, so you know uh, i don't think a uh, city first of all needs you know two holding midfielders against west brom so i feel you know they might give up start to bernardo with uh, kevin de bruyne uh, and you know rodri can play in behind them so uh, i feel this is a chance for you know kevin de bruyne to open up his game and you know get in some get in some assists like he has uh, been uh, doing uh, in the past you know seasons and uh, i feel uh, you know uh, this is a chance for uh, uh, guardiola to introduce in foden as well to you know give him some minutes because he's been missing out on uh, first team uh, football so uh, i feel uh, 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 the defense has been doing good uh, laporte and stones are uh, doing uh, good so i feel uh, uh, it might it might be an easy outing for city and you know victorious and uh, uh, sterling uh, supporting scissors uh, i'm not sure if aguero starts he was missing out due to an illness but i'm not sure he, if he starts or if he plays the game but then uh, yeah uh, uh, if we talk about kevin de bruyne i feel uh, this is his chance to you know uh, you know uh, command the game and you know uh, get get the get the win for city so that they can you know close the close the gap between them and uh, the top four so yeah right Again um Arsh what do you think about the flanks when it comes to City as a team they have a lot of depth in the squad so do you think Sterling and Mares will be rested from the last game and do you think we finally have a chance to see Phil Foden and uh, Ferran Torres you know get get on the flanks what do you think Hey hey audible No you're audible Yeah I uh, think that Phil Foden will play this time uh, not clear about uh, who uh, do you men- uh, who did you mention Oh, so Phil Foden Phil and Ferran Torres. I'm not sure about Torres, but uh, Phil Foden will surely play this time. Uh, I think that uh, City will win this game against West Brom because uh, West Brom is a team with a lot of weak points, and they are not uh, really stable in uh, any department. So I think, yeah, Phil Foden will play, and Man City will win this game. Right. Let's well. Let's just get on the next match. I think it's Arsenal versus Southampton. So before we even get into the game, I think Arsenal are without Thomas Partey. Uh, Hector Bellerin actually picked up on five yellow cards, so he's automatically suspended. Jaka again. We know what he did last time round, so he's also suspended. Pepe will be making a comeback after serving a three-match ban. And good news is that they also have Reese Nelson. They've got David Luiz, and also, uh, if I'm not wrong, Gabriel Martinelli is supposed to be on the bench. He's not fully fit, but he might be uh, brought on as a substitute. So I'd like uh, to start with Adwait. Uh, Adi, what do you think about um, this game? Yeah. <laughs> It's bad time to be an Arsenal fan. Uh, definitely. 
something wherein we're in a fuckall patch of form uh i think this is the perfect time for southampton to be playing us well on confidence um no plan b no ideas no nothing right uh probably a blessing in disguise will be that bellerin and jaka are not on the field so thank thank you lord um uh, <laughs> probably we'll see ainsley maitland niles and we'll see uh, the best egyptian in the premier league mohammed al nani play uh wow wow so yeah i i think uh, it's okay which yeah we'll we'll be we'll loan him to you next season don't worry that's right best egyptian he's right he is the best egyptian in the premier league i think you're talking the about mohammed al nani the best no, egyptian the, the best <laughs> egyptian is played on his feet ఇంకా <laughs> 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 Are you fuck Olympiakos man that was after the game dude <laughs> Okay so again yeah. um, Southampton again as of squad they're really fit right now they don't have any injured player and they're showing good form they're showing great pressing great counter pressing as well and they have a good rate work rate in terms of um going behind tracking back and you know mobility on and off the ball is in sync as a unit and do you expect this level of organization from a team consistently back to back like southampton especially under hassan hotel what do you think um akai um akshat i think they're doing very well so they're you know they have an unlikely push for the champions league football i don't think they'll love. obviously they'll uh, be there but uh, right now so uh, their striking partnership with you know che adams and dannings they're doing wonderfully well i was surprised to see the table i wasn't uh, you know i wasn't uh, following the table that much and then suddenly i saw southampton uh, about chelsea so uh, i uh, so yep they're doing pretty well and you know uh, 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 ralph uh, is doing a good job with the team and i feel up uh, Arsenal because Arsenal do need the win and uh, you know Arteta is already under scrutiny now uh, uh, they are at a bad place right now so but i but i still think southampton you know might edge it uh, given their form uh, given uh, how they are playing with confidence uh, uh, i think it will be it will be a good win for southampton to, you know uh, just to put pressure in the you know uh, in the teams that are in the top four right and I, i'm sure everyone really knows like how arsenal are really getting on with those crosses around 110 crosses in 3 games so anirudh what do you think where are they going wrong and again they've just scored 10 goals in the past 12 games so is that concerning yeah of course that's 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 uh, certainly concerning from an arsenal point of view i think more than anything there are a lot of off field issues at the club you know with ozil and and socrates um or not even included in the premier league squad i think they're creating a lot of trouble um uh, off off the field i think uh it's just a team which is lacking togetherness it's um on the field they've been very poor in terms of creating chances scoring goals a lot of individual errors um i think we still need to give arteta time um uh, i think um he he can overturn this but he needs backing in the transfer market he needs he needs support he needs um i think uh he needs funding from 
from the board they really need a, a creative midfielder that's for sure right again um the last time southampton actually defeated arsenal was in 2018 Uh, you know, but given the current form they're on, I think they're favourites to win the game. So, what is your comment on that, Nikhil? Arsenal have looked shambolic, and uh, basically, at times, Arsenal remind me of my life. Whether I should cry, or whether I should break my head, or what should I do while uh, while uh, looking at uh, Arsenal, and that's that's what Arsenal reminds me about. David Luiz. I don't think I should use this language, but it's a piece of shit. He can make five mistakes in he can make five mistakes in one game, and then get his head off in the five five mis uh, after the fifth mistake. Their their defense, even though Arteta is trying to have that defensive thought process to ensure that goals aren't leaked in, but you can just see the table and look at the goals again, and you will realize how shambolic Arsenal. Have been. They are prone to conceding uh, goals. Aubameyang does not look like the same Aubameyang, and the only way that Aubameyang will score is like the way he scored against us, in which Pogba just literally gave away the penalty and Aubameyang con- Aubameyang converted from the spot. Otherwise, it does not feel as if Aubameyang will score another goal in the next five matches. And I think that that I, that was that Premier League goal of the month. I think. That was okay. That was the Premier League goal of the month. And regarding uh, yeah, Mohammed Elneny being better than Premier League goal of the month. Regarding Mohammed Elneny being better than uh, being the best Egyptian in the league, I don't know whether you were being sarcastic or what was the intention behind your statement. But <laughs> but 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 I believe it's a statement like saying that Jesse Lingard is the best uh, forward in the Premier League. That is. That is how yes, uh, Lampard is the best defender. That that is the that is the la- uh, Arsenal have turned into a laughing stock, and they are ten times a bigger laughing stock than we are. Even though I would still say to a certain extent we are a laughing stock, but Arsenal are like the ultimate laughing stock within the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, you lost anyway. Exactly, we beat you at Old Trafford. We lost. We lost anyway. However, you can look at the you can look at the you can look at the point table. You can look at the point. You can look at the point table, and then uh, you can the pass these comments. It was at Old Trafford. You lost. I, I agree. We lost, and I accept uh, our defeat. However, just look at the point table, and you. I believe you will get your answer from there. Last year's point Dude, table Arsenal as well. Arsenal are 15. Arsenal are 15. You guys have no right to talk. <laughs> no right to talk. Stop Arsenal are 15. Only. We still uh, you beat can, you. Can see, Will you still beat us? But will you will you will you will you celebrate? Will will you celebrate this till the end of the season? And will you celebrate this? Yeah, we will celebrate it again. And then we'll celebrate. What have you won the last last couple of years, Jack? End of end of my story. Even if you are still winning trophies, the only trophy they have is Obama. Listen, the only that is actually the only trophy they have is Obama. And and you can also use your you can also use your common sense at times by thinking that who is the who is considered the best team in England, the team that wins the Premier League. So I believe you can improve your Premier League performances and then come and speak about whoever you like, and you can resort you resolve your issues in the squad uh, uh, that are pertinent. 
So coming to the match against Arsenal Southampton I would not be surprised if Southampton win and I actually expect Southampton to win and I expect a 2-0 win in the favor of 2-0 win in the favor of Southampton as Danny Ings and Che Adams are looking in much better form as compared to Aubameyang and Lacazette Okay so uh, I'd like to talk a bit about Southampton as well Rooch um you know Che Adams actually played alongside uh, Walcott Theo Walcott Uh, yeah, when Ings was actually absent, and they were doing pretty well without Danny Ings as well. So, and with his inclusion, what do you think you make out of the match? What do you think will it be Arsenal's match or Southampton's? What is your take on that? So, I, I look. I'll tell you one thing. Okay, uh, Arsenal, are, like, sorry, so Southampton look very well-rounded right now. They have a completely uh, different setup going for them compared to what was happening last season. All their plans are working. Everything is, everything is, you know. uh working in their favor like especially like uh, uh the managers taking like amazing decisions on the pitch and like you know with regard to like different different substitutions coming in moments and even passage of plays so i really appreciate what southampton are doing i think they are they deserve to be where they are that is number f- that is the fourth position at the moment i think i think that will be a good uh, inspiration for arsenal <laughs> to target southampton because they are at their favorite number in the premier league so I feel um, I feel like to talk about Arsenal I feel they will be motivated more in this game to come back and bounce back you know the thing is you cannot write you, like you can never write Arsenal off like even though after like 15 16 like you know like even after they are like 15th or 16th for whatever whatever their position is right now like you cannot you can never write Arsenal off because they have so much quality in that team it's just a matter of time when they will bounce back so I will not like you know I think I think if even if Arsenal secure a draw it will be like you know it will be a step forward you know that's that's how that's how I see it and also I don't know I don't know where I would really like to know where Advait stands with Arteta at the moment I know like some some Arsenal fans were like you know jumped the gun and said like oh Arteta ball is insane and like it's the next is the thing that's going to pull them out of this rut but I really want to know where Advait stands with Arteta right now like what like what do you think about his his game his his playing style like do you think he needs to do something different or what what what's in your mind with regard to this i think he needs to change man his play style is he needs to change his play style i think the idea of crossing the ball is not definitely is, is not working out uh probably in the window the one thing i'm pretty i pretty much i'm still you know uh pro atata in i still feel he can change this club uh bring us on into the in, in, on the front foot in a positive direction he needs time because uh, the players that he's retained are all these players who who Wenger signed before he left uh you know and Emery also had to deal so he's not really got uh, the right players that he want in uh actually so, the, actually the main the main issue with Arsenal apart from all these uh, rants is that Lacazette is not that potent a striker as people are making him out to be and if you see how Arsenal set up it's basically Lacazette who's the 
center forward and till the time things don't get sorted out in the midfield and uh, uh, their uh, talisman uh, their main man issue uh, i believe that arsenal will struggle and uh, like those issues are very pertinent within that arsenal squad apart from all the jokes that are there where their main man uh, lacazette just not does that just just does not seem like the main center forward that should be playing in the uh, maybe yeah yeah, yeah. Adwait, i i just see i just have to add one thing i feel like you know y'all not bringing ozil into this game like into any into this like into basically into the into any game for that matter i feel it's hurting y'all because he may be the guy to instill some creativity that could unlocks like unlock likes of like lacazette or obamayang or even william to that extent like you know because do you have you are paying a guy 350000 and he's anyway going to leave at the end of the season might as well use him for whatever he can offer you at this moment yes there will be repercussions yes there will be backlash from fans but i think i think ozil deserves a chance again in like i, I feel actually agree man rule i actually no agree but <laughs> i i think the main issue with the, this is i think arteta trying to make a statement and with with the ozil scenario and i'm not very confident that ozil's the player with the style of football that we are playing or the style of football that Arteta needs wants to implement on the team i'm not sure he's the right cuz Arteta wants everyone you know tracking back fighting for the ball winning for the ball ozil's got that bit of that lazy aura around him where you know he's pretty chilled out on the field doesn't show a lot of urgency he's i mean he's a mind-blowingly creative man on his day he's he's one of the best uh, creative midfielders you can have but he's kind of you know he's kind of gone backwards uh post post wenger he's he's not really improved or not really stepped up or not really shown i think it's more But down to arteta making a statement he was he was also good at emery but you know yeah. he, he was he wasn't really good arteta. at emery i think the first season was just a uh, it was just a barren litmus test test man that's it nothing else uh, it was just that you know you but know, but, but I, it, it I like definitely No, the way the way I look at it, right? I feel like if you don't like, if you are not going to give him a chance now, then when next? Like, like what? Like what kind of statement Arteta is throwing out there? Like saying, okay, fine, I have, I, like we are paying a guy like this much amount of cash week in week out. He's sitting at home just supporting us via Twitter. But there's, you know, when the way when I look at Arsenal play, man, it is painful. Like I'm telling you, as a United fan, also seeing Arsenal play worse than us, it's like it's painful to watch. So. True. I'm with with the context which I'm saying, which I would like to see Ozil playing. Like, yes, I I agree. He's lazy. He's like he's got that lazy aura to him. I like he's got that. His style of football is not like you know on the like with it's like not not on the same level as how the pace of the Premier League is. But he can you know he it's it's a bit like that COVID vaccine. So basically, anyways, people <laughs> are dying. People are dying without uh. without a covid vaccine and uh, you basically need to bring it as bring that thing at some point of time so basically ozil is that sort of player who might be that covid vaccine for the arsenal team that's as far as i can see it yes there would be repercussions and there would be issues uh, that would be there where when ozil comes up however ozil might be the solution like the covid vaccine might be the solution for the entire world Yeah, I, I feel I feel Chekhets I feel Chekhets better chance of playing for Chelsea than Ozil has for Arsenal. I I think that that's the thing. Right? Yeah, but but Chek but Chek caused an error yesterday. 
Yeah, it did. Still better than Kepa. Still better than Kepa. <laughs> the only issue at Arsenal is creativity, lack of creativity, and you know, party. Uh, we bought party, but he is like a dominating midfielder. But uh, there is no creativity except some uh, spark from Saka. So I think we need Ozil. Also, I think I think Arteta has lost the dressing room. I I feel you know it's it's happening like uh, what happened with Conte in Chelsea. I, I, you know I don't think the players are now like in sync with the coach. Uh, uh, that the, the club is you know in a very bad shape right now. And everywhere I see every article or every uh, Twitter tweet I read, it's all about you know Arteta has lost the dressing room. So uh, I don't think when that happens, uh, you know you need a change of coach or you need a change of the uh, of the system. That's when you know the team starts to perform. But that is one of those excuses that every season they've been giving. They're not falling in sync with Wenger. He went out. Not Emery. He went out. Now does Arteta go out too? <laughs> no, no. Not Arteta really. Won't go out. Arteta won't Get go out. Get rid of all the dead wood. <laughs> Chak Mustafi, Socrates, Kolasinac, David Luiz. David Luiz. I think David Luiz is doing better than half the other defenders. I think he's. Yeah. Doing no, uh, uh, performing in power, but what holding is giving it. If you want to start from a clean set, you need to get rid of David Luiz, man. Come on, that guy's past his prime. Yeah. He's nowhere yeah. a world class defender. David, 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 David really has something. Actually, I agree that. who would you be getting in the team as a center half? What do you think? Uh, as as a David Luiz replacement. Yeah, if he goes out. Hey, man, Saliba is like that. I have no idea why why Saliba is not getting a a look in. But uh, you know the commentators were actually talking about him the other day that he is not really uh, Premier League quality at the moment is what they say. That's what Arteta apparently feels, which is why he's starting for the reserves in under twenty threes. But then you know this is the you know with players, young players like this, you need to actually put them into the fire. You need you need to make them feel the heat for them to actually grow and adapt and learn. Agree, he's come from a from a farmers league, the French league, Liga. Still, but I I still feel he's talented. That that's definitely one of the reasons why we why we signed him and why he was raved so highly back in France. You know, he put in an impressive performance uh, for Saint Etienne against PSG in the Coupe de la Ligue final. So there is something definitely about the kid, man. You need to Arteta needs to probably just change that approach. I don't think he's he's, he's trying to get him in anytime soon because I I think they're they're loaning him out in the next transfer window. So I don't think Arteta is yet looking forward to you know putting him in the squad. David yeah, Luiz is, is very erratic, and if you need players at centre half, you can't afford to have erratic players like David Luiz. So uh, that is one thing. You, one day one was with David Luiz playing in the team next to Gabriel. Uh, still, uh, still, uh, still, I mean, you need to you need to have more consistent players at centre half. That does not. Uh, and I agree to a certain extent to the point that Arsenal don't have any that many options. Like if you see a player like it's not about, uh, Mustafi. It's about the money they don't have, even that is the reason why I asked him that question is because even if they send out David Luiz, who will they get in? <laughs> is my question. So, also, yeah, also mean, the board has been saying that they're trying to rebuild the team, but I don't see it. I don't see any rebuilding uh, happening in Arsenal. Uh, every time they you know come out in the terms of defenses, going setting the defenses right happened okay because they stopped conceding uh, in a couple of games. Even now, they're not really having any defensive problem. It's just that they're not really clicking ahead, which is why they're not scoring at all. So, I don't know. It's, it's a one, it's a one-track no tactic, man. That's why, that's why nothing is going to change unless, like, unless Arteta decides to do something about his tactics. I don't see it changing anytime soon. Maybe the Southampton game, we might see a different Arsenal side or different tactics from Arteta. 
but who knows only time will tell but roots crossing city liverpool wolves all teams do that dude so what is up with arsenal if they are crossing putting those balls in tony is doing really pretty well with those crosses is it the players who are not finding them the, the right balls inside is it the positioning what do you think they must they must be doing something right they must be doing something right in training already right, for this thing for for them to still carry out the same tactic out out and about they must be doing something right where it okay they go and they go ahead in training and say like, okay fine we have this system working let's try it out in games Now the thing it's not materializing in games and what's the next best thing to do is to find out come up with something else playing Aubameyang on the left like okay and using his space but then now any other team can read that moment and say okay fine Aubameyang is playing on the left let's put our fastest uh, wing back or winger like you know a right back over there and like you know let's try to nullify him or let's let's try to be like a little more physical on him it it doesn't solve the problem you know what Arsenal need to start like doing what United does in like certain moments they switch forwards up even even with Liverpool for that matter they switch positions of their forwards they've got to they got to keep pushing forwards around in different different positions because with that one track of tactic okay just switch from right to left it's just not working out sometimes the delivery is also horrible it goes over the defender goes over the forward it, it falls short it goes to the keeper it's not even though like it's a 110 crosses in 3 games but it's you have to see how many of them were like good enough chances that's that's my concern over here and i don't the, think so as there is sorry there is a lot of silly mistakes like offside i i witnessed that saka you know he was the only one who was actually taking those balls in from the middle he was trying to create something but he was also caught offside thrice in the last match and it was pretty awkward for him because arsenal could have taken advantage of you know the game in those situations so i think with each and every match they're getting in a new you know some or the other some something is happening man like it's not just the crosses as a team as well they're not really functioning as a unit is what i feel there, there is lack of coordination you know lacazette hasn't completed a single pass to obameyang a success also if if you're talking about putting in crosses you know i think uh, there was a record for i think sheffield united or someone they have the the most crosses in a game and and they lost the game Similarly, I think someone else—I don't know—some low, low-lying team. They also they were, you know, second in putting in crosses. They also lost the game. So I don't know, uh, and it's easy to read now. You know, Arteta uh, last time he said that you know we're putting in crosses. It's just that we're not finding the the man, or you know, it's mass or whatever. But I don't. It's 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 easy to read now. I don't think that strategy is working for them. Just definitely not working for them at all. Uh, and we need a lot, lot of, of changes. Lot of changes. Yeah, lot of so I believe Arsenal that Arsenal fans, right, right from the board. Arsenal can Arsenal can try one thing up till the transfer window is that thing of how's the best way to get the result and get uh, as many maximum points as they possibly can from a match. Whether it's by having defensive solidarity, which in a way is they're trying, but it's not really working. Have that defensive solidarity. Try to get that clean sheet and. See if they can nick that ball in from somewhere. The problem is try to like... try to have that try to have that attack and say that okay if the opponent scores three goals we'll score four. If the opponent scores two goals we'll score three. But they're so not even getting basically goals, that thought, one goal that, man. What are you talking? Like, okay, I get uh, your no, point. No, I'm I'm talking but, about a thought process that is there. Yes, that, that what with is that approach only they're putting in those crosses. Why do you think are they putting in those crosses, man? Come on. No, like the thought process does not look uh, look that much there. That how are we? How is the best way to get the results? Because they have lost the last few matches, and the, many of their defeats have been very catastrophic. And at this level, you can't have catastrophic performances. 
which Arsenal are having. Also, I don't, I don't think players would want to join a team that you know have has been performing like really poor for the past two or three seasons. I don't know about the January transfer window. They have, they have been linked to some uh, you know uh, uh, big name. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Shobhaz is going to Leipzig. No, no, he is going to Leipzig. Yeah, maybe. There, not also there, there was also some news about Fabio Vieira, maybe trying to land from Porto. No. I, I'm not sure. The links are. Okay, guys, with, let's just Eric get Sir. on with this conversation because we have a couple of other matches we should discuss. But let's get on with Addy first. What is your prediction for the match? Arsenal versus Southampton. Southampton tunnel. <laughs> wow! 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 So confident. Yeah, man. I think we're in a we're in a mess. A lot of changes need to happen. It needs to start from the board, from the owner. Can you fucking believe we signed Pepe for fucking seventy five million and Chelsea got Zayat for thirty million? I think you're still paying for Pepe because it was in installments of fifteen million each every year. Still, man. Still, so a lot of changes need to happen. Seven point five million, man. Pepe hasn't performed for seven point five million out of seventy. Exactly. A lot of changes need to happen, man. A lot of changes need to happen um, at the club, the board. Uh, the owners, they all need to fucking leave. Enough of you know uh, all their false promises and hopes that they care about the club and they're invested in the club and all that bollocks. Yes. None of it seems to be working out. Just uh, like Eleni, is, like is the best mom. Just like Eleni is the best mom, but uh, Pepe is the best left footer I feel in London. Cool. You know, uh, um, earlier in the season when they loaned out Lucas Torreira. I think that was the biggest mistake Arsenal made. Torreira I mean, coming back in ten. They are going him back. <laughs> because, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll take my words back. <laughs> I mean, Gendouzi, uh, Ateta sold Gendouzi for showing passion. I mean, he shouldn't have done that as well. That wasn't passion. He was creating a lot of problems in the dressing room, man. He was creating a lot of problems in the dressing room as well. You know. Oh, yeah. about and, uh, and, uh, and one question I had. He can become Ozil, Ozil is top class man. That that's a different conversation. I mean, that's a different conversation. I think what Anirudh meant to say is technically very flexible because we've seen him move the ball pretty well in a couple of matches. So I agree there, but that okay, he has potential to become a good player. Yeah, but when you have uh, a shit attitude, but his mindset is wrong. Yeah, when you have a shit attitude, you don't get, you will not get anywhere, especially with when it comes to football. Like you can't have the arrogance exactly. of Ronaldo and play like you know and play like someone like Danny Drinkwater. They're like Danny man. They're like fucking Danny. Danny has been good this season. Danny, you haven't but seen Danny. That United game, barring that United game, he's been crap everywhere else. Contract uh, extension. Does anyone? I have think a, their whole team has been crap, bro. You just can't barge yeah. out on one player. I think only Gabriel has been decent. Gabriel, Leno. Yeah, does anyone have an Arsenal player in their FPL team? No. Does anyone yeah. have? A, no, dude. Huh? I have. <laughs> I have Aubameyang, bro. <laughs> Aubameyang. Uh, I mean, what kind of a prime You're are you making? Bro. We get minus three, bro, every week. Yeah, I mean, eleven point five. But I can take. Uh, uh, I suggest that you just quickly go and switch Abamyang to De Bruyne, because <laughs> Abami, having Abamyang is uh, 
the stupidest thing you can have at this point of time. I still say, I still say, what can be better? And it will happen, Nikhil. You know, you've been on the podcast after a long time, and you might just jinx it for them. And I think Arsenal might nick it. Arsenal might win this one because Arsenal have never lost to Southampton ever at the Emirates. Harami Saleh. अरे नहीं नहीं bro. Harami वाले गांडू. Harami इंसान. ऐसा आदमी है बेटू. They don't. They don't. Actually, actually, I I have not. Haram Kaur Uday. Fuck you, man. Done, done. Adit, bye. Oh, no, I, I, no. I have not been bro, on the podcast. Bro, he's doing it again, bro. No, no, no. He's doing it again, bro. You guys are winning, dude. Not... You've never lost. <laughs> You've never lost. I'm not a Harami, bro. What a fucking Haram. He's doing such a I've not been on the pod for a very long time. I've not been on the pod for a very long time as I am starting out my life with. In a as bad a battle mess as Arsenal is, so that's what I've been doing for the last few weeks. You can't be in such a mess, bro. I am in such a mess. I am in, I am in such a mess. It, I, I really don't know what is happening in my life. Dude, but uh, I'm really sorry for what's gonna happen. Arey, this Udai man, what a guy, bro. Fucking hell, man, Ruj. You saw what he did again, bro. Fuck. Yeah. For one month now, these results are like going down. I know. Ever since this this guy on the podcast is like Arsenal win comfortably. Yeah, Arsenal nicked. Arsenal do this. We fucking been shitting like fucking pigeons on fucking so marine drive, man. It was no not November, bro. So you know some some. Are you fucking? And 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 you know Arsenal is. I know. I'm very serious, yar. Addy, come on, yar. You know my. Are you fuck off? Don't 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 say. Don't let me abuse you, bro. You're on show. But Ruj, I'm serious, man. I think Arsenal will lick it because obviously they are not losing. It's not losing to them at home, man. Is what I'm talking about. You are giving us home away. You play in Kalkirava Stadium, also we are fucking gonna lose, bro. Because you jinxed it. We fucking play Nehru Stadium, also we are going to lose. <laughs> But you know, you know, Arsenal might win it because they're not allowing fans. So I think that's that's a good thing for them. You know? <laughs> yeah, fans are anyway toxic as fuck, man. Now the audience. Exactly. 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 Anyway. They play without the stress. Dude, the good thing for Arsenal fans in London is London is moving back to Tier Three, so they won't they won't have to go to Emirates again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Southampton is winning this game five nil. Yeah, Saib, you should host the show, man. Thanks, bro, Saib. You should host the show, man. Slow down, man. I think we can talk about the next match. Actually, yeah, I think we've done enough talking about Arsenal, but let's get on with lead. Content giver, bro. So we have to like milk as much as we can. <laughs> so the next match. Abhi Rati Savan. So we'll talk about Leeds versus Newcastle now. Um, we know how Leeds have actually shown an average form this season, but they've been playing pretty well in all those matches, even if they've lost them. And Newcastle, on the other hand, have actually won their last two matches with Callum Wilson on a good score tally of seven. And even Joelton is add, adding on to those assists. He's provided two in the three or four matches that he's gotten to play. And we know Saint Maximin is actually injured, and Robin Cock from Best uh, Leeds is injured. Berardi is injured. Diego Lorente played one match. He was average in that match, but he again got injured. So, what do you think, Akai? Uh, Will Bielsa nick this one out, or do you think will Steve Bruce 
given a pra- pragmatic approach to the game, given that they'll be playing attacking football, Leeds. Yeah. Uh, I feel so. You know, Leeds. Leeds have been in a poor form. They, you know, I think they've won just one of the last six Premier League games. So, uh, I think uh, it'll uh, it'll be a tough uh, match for them. And also, you know, Bielsa came out saying there are, there will be no tip-offs for the lineups this time. So, uh, but again, yeah, Newcastle. Uh, you know, scored the fastest goal I think uh, uh, last time out, and you know, they they nick the they they nick the match up. So, I feel Newcastle are. Can 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 take the win this time, but yeah. So Leeds, Leeds have been you know great runners. They they attack they attack well. They have pace. They they run a lot. So I think it will be a good game. But uh, I feel it it might be a draw. If for me, I think it it might be a draw. I I don't see any of them winning. For me. Right. Um. Anirudh, what is your take on Newcastle? We know that they've had again a couple of um, players who were injured. We've got Matt Ritchie's back at the left wing position. Even though he's pretty versatile, he can play as a wing back. He can play as a left mid. We've got John Joe Shelby, who's performing pretty well since the last couple of matches. Obviously, we we have Sean Longstaff alongside. We've got Almiron, who's also being selected. Um, again, Lascelles, their um, main leader, the captain, is actually injured out. So, do you think they have a chance of? Uh, beating Leeds United. Yeah, man, definitely they they stand a chance. I think uh, this season they're a completely different side with Callum Wilson in and all those um, Bournemouth uh, players from Bournemouth like Ryan Fraser. I think they're a completely different side and uh, they can hurt Leeds for sure. It'll be an interesting game. Le- all Leeds games usually end to. Uh, tend to have loads of chances for both teams, so expecting a good game, but um, certainly Newcastle can put up a fight. Right. Again against West Ham as well. I thought um, Ogbo, that Ogbonna header actually made it. Uh, you know, win for uh, West Ham actually won it off uh, his header. So, do you think it was a fair performance uh, from Leeds? Um, Nikhil, what is your take on that? Have you watched that match? Uh, which match are you talking about? The Chelsea versus Leeds match. I, Leeds I last match against West Ham. Leeds last match against West Ham. Actually, I did not watch the match as I was having a bit of a fight with my parents at a okay, particular okay. point of time. So no. uh, that's why I could not I could not watch that match. Uh, so, however, uh, regarding Leeds versus Newcastle, uh, should I talk about my opinion regarding? Uh, okay, so my opinion regarding these is that they are very exciting sides to watch, and the way that they they shape up, it does not feel boring watching a Leeds ma- a Leeds match, as it it just feels as it just feels entertaining on on the eye, irrespective of the result. So that is one thing that I would like to say about Leeds. Like uh, an example about Leeds that I would give you is that not many people stand out like. When I pick my FPL team, not many people stand out except for uh, Patrick Bamford, because uh, this, uh, so uh, because you do not know uh, rega- uh, regarding Leeds who will be that guy who would stand out, and you want a certainty uh, at times when you're playing uh, FPL. Now, uh, now coming back to the question regarding Leeds versus Newcastle, <laughs> if you were to ask me to predict the result, probably I would not be able to do so because anything can happen. Uh, right. Anything can happen in any match for ma- uh, for that matter, unless it's like uh, Manchester uh, Liverpool playing uh, Sheffield United or Manchester City playing uh, 
West Brom. Liverpool uh, versus Sheffield United was not an easy fixture, bro. Don't say. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm saying that if if it's completely lopsided, then you probably would expect the uh, team that is at the top to win. However, in general, in football, you can't uh, really predict results at time, and this result also at time cannot be predicted. But the general feeling, like anybody can make this observation, that Steve Bruce will have a team that will sit back, and his tactics, in a way, are not are actually quite good, because that is in the best interest of the team by maintaining the defensive solidity, and they have the, the strikers in the form of Callum Wilson. Jolenton, who can score, uh, who can score goals and can uh, grind out those results that they require to uh, to secure uh, those uh, 50-55 point seasons that that are there. So that is one thing that I would like to say about Newcastle. Even Leeds, for that matter, are a very good side, and I believe that they will not be relegated and they will comfortably secure the 40 points that they require. Uh, and that's why I would see this match as a very unpredictable match out. I would say the most unpredictable match out of the ten that are there. And any right. comments regarding what I'm talking about? Yeah, guys, please go ahead, Ruj Sahib. Hi. The one thing. Okay, go ahead. Whoever wants to go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So I was saying that. Um, I think you you know you might spot on there that Steve Bruce likes to grind out results. Um, I mean, he, I think it will not be an easy fixture. But you know, I the the one thing I don't agree is that I personally feel like Leeds is going to edge this game. Um, and I think the the form Bamford is in. What makes you say so that Leeds will edge this game? With- You know, after the performance versus Chelsea, I was also not quite sure about Leeds, but I have always backed Leeds about this. You know, they like to run a lot, they like to do possession play, man marking. I think you know, uh, in the next game against Newcastle, they will feel like uh, uh, they need three points. You know, they need to climb up the table because earlier in the season, um, I was thinking that you know they they might get European fix, uh, European competition. Which is a bit mad, but I think that you know if Leeds grind out results um, like against Newcastle to, um, in a few days, I think you know they will grind out it. And the, with the current form Bamford is in, Calvin Phillips, you know, um, giving those balls to Bamford. But I think that Leeds will comfortably win this game. Um, not comfortably. <laughs> Right. But so my response to Nikhil's question is, Nikhil, I think Leeds will definitely win this game. I'll tell you why because you have Jamal Lewis, who's not very a good defender. He provides good offensive balls. You've got Clark, who's playing next to Fernandez because you don't have Lasell. He's injured. You have Murphy, who's playing at the right position as well. He's not that good in my opinion. Then I think Newcastle as a squad are very average, so you, you can't expect New, uh, Leeds not to uh, run run down on them. You know, it's not like Crystal Palace versus Leeds. Maybe where Crystal Palace has good quality players because they're uh, on a counter attack, they build up pretty well. So I don't think uh, Newcastle is like Crystal Palace. So I think it's an easy win for Leeds. Yeah. But I, I disagree. I, 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 don't see, I, I, I also disagree with this point. And yes, Jamal Lasell's not being there. Would have uh, a grave impact on the team. However, I believe that Steve Bruce's teams have historically been set on defensive solidity, and this match also, Newcastle will 
set it based on defensive solidity and they have the class in the form of Callum Wilson, Jolinton to get the uh, get those goals uh, as well that they require. So, uh, so I believe that it won't be uh, that easy a win for Leeds. And at times, Patrick Bamford does not have that kind of clinicalness that you would expect from uh, any other. Even though he's really good, he's a really talented striker. But that clinicalness is slightly missing in Patrick Bamford. So I believe that. But even though you may praise him and I'm not taking away credit from him, however, there is a sort of clinicalness that you wish in a Premier League uh, striker. And I won't say that Patrick Bamford is a bad striker, but he lacks in that aspect of it. Right. Yeah, I think he was saying. I I I feel I feel Patrick Bamford would definitely you know come in and score. But but as 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 we've seen, Leeds United have given away their leads quite a lot of times this season. So I think I probably feel it'll be a one-one draw. You know, Leeds going in, scoring in first, but then you know giving up their lead. And uh, Dwight Gale has you know come back, and he is. Uh, I feel he can uh, you know uh, trouble the lead defenders of, uh, if he if he starts if he take uh, starts for the team. Right. I actually, I actually have one point to say. I would like to talk about Bielsa, like in the past for the past couple of weeks. So what I have noticed with the Leeds performances are they're like again very inconsistent, and you don't know like you know what kind of what Leeds team are you going to like what kind of performance you're going to get from Leeds like uh, Leeds until like you know the half time or like the first ten minutes into a game. Uh, uh, having said that, I feel. I feel like you know he's he's trying to be different with his team. Like he's trying, like he's trying really hard to be to be different with his approach and games and all. But as as we know with the quality of this league, that even a Sheffield United can be prepared for a Leeds United and still like you know even like you know uh, what do you say like dismantle them. Given like given how like teams read tactics, especially on this level, so I don't know. I don't know what his approach is like going into certain games. Sometimes I was quite confused with with that approach. He went to the Chelsea. He went into the Chelsea game, and uh, also right now, like uh, I'm, as as we discussed in the beginning of uh, as as we discussed in the beginning of this like while uh, like beginning of the season, we all we all predicted that uh, Basel's leads would be like you know easily in the top half, but. Going forward, I don't know where exactly are we going to see them. Maybe like you know, even like a like 11th or 12th, I would look at it as a failure on Beastler's part, especially the way he started out this season. So that's that's my two cents on on Leeds at the moment. But Ruji, uh, on point with all whatever you covered, uh, you know, on Leeds. But I think I disagree with you on the fact that okay, that any team can actually you know plan or strategize and you know beat them down. You know, because they've actually improved their defenses. If you've seen in the first, from the first match, from City's match as well, they had an issue tracking back because most of their players were ahead, and they used to leave two people behind: centre-halves, Cooper, Cooper, and I think Dallas. <clears throat> so I think when it comes to that, they've actually improved it in a way that they're keeping those players on the midline and they're tracking back pretty well. Even Alioski, for that matter, he comes ahead with Harrison from the left. So I think. They're pretty balanced, man. In 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 that scenario, and whatever goals they've conceded, they're not embarrassing anymore. We've seen how Messier actually um, messed up a couple of goals. Even the one against Newcastle is the one I think. No, not Newcastle. Another team I forgot. Whatever. There was a goal, an own goal, which came in from Rafinha. I think Rafinha's leg, and Messier could have saved that goal. But anyways, one of those goals, and actually, you know, actually, I rate Messier quite highly as a keeper, and I no, man, believe that Messier is a, Messier is bailing. 
Leeds United out of trouble many times and many of the points that Leeds United have gotten have been thanks to Meslier and that goal that I, it was against Crystal Palace where I think Patrick Van Hanol crossed this ball and I think Rafinha just the basically changed the direction of the ball and even in that mistake also even though Meslier could have done better however in such mistakes when the deflection of the ball changes the, the deflection changes the path of the ball it is not easy for the keeper and i i actually rate meslier quite highly as a keeper look man he's french he's young um, <laughs> that's enough potential young to become world class he he's no, young I, and uh, he's young <laughs> and uh, in sports age matters and with a keeper of 20 years of age uh, i believe that he will only get better from here and best wishes for him in his career that that's the only thing i would like to say about meslier is no, he a talented has promise for sure he's he yeah, made yeah, some he's great saves he's he's really made some great saves and and uh, even with the ball at his feet i think uh, he's be, he's been pretty good he could improve his distribution though his distribution is where he lacks and, uh, you know i well, i think that's something he can improve good. over time i think young we are talking about how good of a keeper he is but they they're second currently right in considering more goals yeah they are second that's true that that, that is but then i think that's that partly to blame the defense also man yeah, i think keeper and caught it's about the defense it's not about the keeper it's about the defense it's not about the keeper I think yeah, Cooper and Koch are pretty average defenders. They've not really got a partnership running. They've not really. Yeah. And I was expecting big things from Robin Koch, man. That guy came from uh, Freiburg with a huge reputation, Germany international. You know, people were already rating him high. They said he's the replacement to Max Hummels and stuff like that. And he's been disappointing. He's been really, really, really poor. Right. Um, so yeah, guys. And Messier, man, yeah. I think uh, he's keeping out Casilla. If I'm not wrong, Kiko Casilla, the Real Madrid guy. Former Real Madrid. So yeah, so, so pretty, pretty good for a for a kid. He's But, French, right? Okay, that's fine. When they actually end, <laughs> I think Messier came on with a couple of inconsistent performances. I don't know if you've seen all their games. I think he wasn't. Yeah, yeah there were games where he. In the past three, four games, he's been performing well. I don't really consider him to be like. Let's see how. Arey, Uday, but you need to understand, bro. He's young and he's playing in the Premier League for the first time as well, right? So give him the benefit of doubt. Yeah, I am. What are you? Is he better than Kepa? That's my question. Yeah, yeah, he's better. He's better than Kepa. Dude, Kepa performed well for one and a half season. I think a forty-five-year-old Manuel Almunia will be better than Kepa. You guys are like Kepa is the best goalkeeper in the world. <laughs> and when he came from him. Bilbao, I would, I would probably agree with Chelsea fans that excitement was there because he came with a big reputation when he came from Athletic Club de Bilbao. And I, I think, I think he played well for the, you know, the first. I don't know for the first one half years, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was good, but then when, when, when the confidence drops, you know. Yeah, he just became an Almunia. Yeah, and when you come with that, when you come with that price tag, you know, obviously. Yeah, Kepa, Carriers, all of them same level right now. It's correct, are you there? Carriers has been half decent. Are you Liverpool legend today? I I hear Adrian. I I I. Don't say Adrian, man. Adrian also has made some rubbish errors. I think I you know, need I to say Kelleher now. I think Kelleher. I think Kelleher. I think Kelleher is better. I think he he underwent that concussion kind of a thing during uh, that defeat to Real Madrid. I think it wasn't his fault, really. But yeah, he should have replaced. Ooh. 
मुकेश <laughs> yes i agree that kepa's attitude is shambolic uh, and that that has actually hurted him uh, big time in uh, at his football club and when, when when you said the only difference between lorius and kepa i thought you'll say the price tag but it's okay yeah even garis was the last german that liverpool had <laughs> oh damn oh, man. Wow. that's that's a nice stat man not bad yeah. <laughs> We fucking still have Mustafi, dude. You wanna you wanna take back any Germans? Liverpool. You can have yeah, Germans sitting at home as well. Hey, do you want any German? Would that do you want any German? Also, Ozil. Are take take two Germans, man. Ozil and. Uh, I'm actually wanting Kai. Take about two weeks. I'm happy to take Ozil. Timo Werner and Kai Havertz. Um, Kai, are you cool with that? I'm not sure. I think Havertz is on path to become the next Ozil. I don't know. Still judging him too early, but I think that's an overstatement. Ah man, that's a little harsh, bro. That's a little too harsh. I got, I got, but but the but the price tag he's he's came through, and you know the name is built in. Uh, I still think he has that enough. If you even go by the average rating, if you go by the performance, he's had only I think one or two matches he's played well. But you know, but he's just recovered from COVID. He's new to England and all that stuff. Yeah, so new weather, new system, new style of football. Give him time. I think giving fair assessment would be after a season or after a season or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. We feel that you Chelsea fans are extremists sometimes, man. Ah, bro, you're like Arsenal fans only, man. And to the other, you're just banned. If we don't do this, if we don't do this, we we might, you know, just say that Elneny is the best Egyptian. So I don't want to go there. <laughs> Such rich and authentic. Arey, Rujan agrees with me, man. He's the best Egyptian. I, I rest my case. I'm only, I'm only on this podcast for Rujan. That's it. Yeah, support, man. We, he's guys, the best on speed. Right? Jordan time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on. So let's let's talk about Liverpool next, man. Yeah, man. I can't wait to jinx this shit. <laughs> Bring it on. The match of the century. You know the league leader. Arey, match of the century. This is like Scotland versus Afghanistan in the World Cup qualifiers. Are we talking about Fulham Liverpool? 
But anyways, getting on to the match, um, which lineup would you be going in when it comes to the back four? Would you be going in with Nat Phillips, Fabinho, Robertson, Alexander? I'll go with the same team that started against Fulham, bro. <laughs> so I think Matip is actually it's not possible, bro. Matip's injured. It's okay. You can play on a wheelchair still, no problem. Yeah, he's still better. He's still do better than Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, he's still better than Mustafi. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing there, dude. Not even Mustafi. I think the, the entire squad of Arsenal. The entire defense. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. Even the midline. Yeah, yeah. And Bobby, Bobby Reid is going to win the Puskas award for that goal. He's better than Lacazette can, given the Benitez yeah. involved. Pretty. Oh, why? Why don't you invite Lacazette to play in the league too then? You're you're trying to trigger an Arsenal fan. That's the worst thing y'all can do. In I know sport. exactly, bro. We've been through shit, Funny man. I've started being triggered by that, which is quite surprising. I I have included being an Arsenal fan in my resume <laughs> to say how <laughs> to say Blue I can handle extreme like, stress and pressure. <laughs> and you guys are trying to rail me up. Arsenal. I don't know why, Ruj. What is going on? Arey Uday, you started it by jinxing it, man. I don't like you anymore, bro. <laughs> Okay, okay, this podcast is just you Dude, being making person. fun of making fun of Arsenal is like making fun of a homeless man, bro. Just leave <laughs> them alone. Don't be disrespectful towards homeless people, man. That's that's bad. <laughs> no, no, that is true. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys think? Um, let's just start with Akai. Akai, what is your thought on Liverpool's lineup and which midline would you be going in with? Are you happy with the way Curtis Jones is playing right now? What about Ginny, Wijnaldum, and Henderson as well? Uh, yeah, so I think all these three names. I think they 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 should start you uh, uh, against Fulham. The keeper Ariola did pretty fantastic job. I still uh, remember that run with Jones. Did uh, you know we could just couldn't finish it, finish it off. So and also Henderson got the chance of you know claiming uh, getting a goal, but then Ariola was in terrific form last match. But I do think yeah, uh, one Aldo Henderson and Jones you know might start for them. Uh, I'm not sure if Matip is playing, but uh, uh, I'm not sure who uh, who partners Fabinho in the. center back position but uh, uh, i think trend trend wasn't uh, uh, on point uh, in the last match of uh, uh, i didn't see the whole game i did see the second half and i i don't think he performed well but again uh, you know he can go he can go with the same lineup uh, not sure about matty if he's playing or not but uh, in midfield i feel jones anderson and you know anandam can uh, partner together when and jones is jones did play well against fulham so yeah he he should get the chance and up front i think it will be the same trio ஒரு <laughs> academy players coming in who actually done pretty well and they've made a mark in the premier league so what is your thought in the game and do you think 
Tottenham stand a chance against Liverpool given that okay they might just sit by behind deep and might attack on a counter and they even enjoy some possession in the opposition end so what is your take on that yeah bro um definitely i think um, i think this is a game set up for a mourinho masterclass um just sitting back and defending and playing on the counter so yeah i expect liverpool to have the ball for most of the game expect spurs to play on the counter um the the threat of kane and son is always there i think i think liverpool have a lot better squad depth this season in terms of they've got in jota i know jota's injured this season um uh, uh, injured now but um yeah um i yeah I, again i don't see the front three changing uh, i don't i don't think he'll um klopp will try and uh, play anyone else um so yeah i mean expect um it'll be an interesting game and uh, i think it's a, it's a sort of game where um as as fans of other clubs you would hope that they can draw and you can capitalize on that to move up the table right um sahib what is your take on the game given that you're a liverpool fan uh, what are your expectations from the game and yeah okay so i you know i expect a win um it's you know it's difficult because we're facing the correct north london club um you know it's difficult it's difficult when it comes to spurs you can't you know count on liverpool um but the you know the th- main thing is that we're playing at anfield so i am um i'm quite relaxed but you no know, you you can never count hurricane son out um for lineups of course i'll go for trent um i'll go for nat phillips and fabinho uh, alongside robertson because you know nat phillips he's he's played few games he's been he's been decent he you know he's the master of um winning the aerial duels for us this season and in the midfield you know i actually would go with genie ox and henderson i'll keep cordis jones on the bench because you know i feel like ox would have is it would be a great um comeback for him to play against spurs and given a good performance right. and the fr- the front three would right. be the Even same he's actually coming after on after a long time he should actually start first in the second half is when you actually get action in the next couple of matches is what i feel is the correct approach but you might be right no i no or you can never doubt on ox he is an exceptional player no people don't rate him as much but um whenever ox is given the chance he performs okay. that's because his performance is okay i understand he gives in that energy he shows it offensively he has couple of good long shoots on the ball as well but it's not always there right yeah maybe you know but i think that if we can bag one or two goals in the first half um then it would be a rebuilt relaxed game but you know again you can never count off hurricane and young minson i hope for a win i'll go for a 2-1 win for us <laughs> right um again uh, ruj what do you think about tottenham's um lineup and which midline would you be going in would you be playing hoybeg loselso in place of um endombele or would you prefer the other guy and sissoko dotty or would you go in with uh, orier or dotty given the 
form that Dottie's been showing, he's pretty decent, but I don't know why Oreo is getting chances over him. And also, what about um, the left back position and the defensive line? Okay, uh, Uday, you asked basically about everyone in defense and midfield. So, yep. <laughs> I will, I will just, I will just say this. All right, I think uh, I agree with what uh, Anirudh someone mentioned um, about this being a Mourinho masterclass. I think he's going to go for physicality over uh, over tactics at the moment, and like how he did against United with Hoiberg and Dombele and. Uh, I don't remember the third guy in the midfield right now, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Sissoko, like you know. Sissoko. Yeah, Sissoko. Yeah, I think it's going to be like you know a solid, a solid physical midfield, uh, <clears throat> and then even like uh, Kane playing a good CDM position along with them. <laughs> so I hmm. think I think I think Mourinho is going to just shut shop. It's going to be like you know, he's going to try to get an early goal. Like in in either half, he's going to try getting that early goal and then just like shutting shop because. I think he's the guy who knows how to win teams, uh, who win games against like you know playing the best counter attacking counter attacking football. So I'm I'm not like I am if I if I was Klopp, to be very honest, I don't think so. Like you know I I don't think so. Klopp is going to change anything. I don't think so. He should change anything, but he should just be wary of the fact that what Mourinho will throw at him. And trust me, Mourinho doesn't throw a lot other than just like defend. And uh, also one more thing, one more like main, most important thing actually is that seeing seeing how Mourinho operated uh, operated with United under against Liverpool, I'm you should be you should be uh, you should expect that you know you all are going to get many chances and many shots, but it depends on like you know how that midfield is going to be the one who is going to be causing you a lot of damage, either with the tackles or with like you know uh, with those with those small fouls that which are irritating. So I'm just letting I'm just telling you to be prepared. That's that's how that's how I see it as. I know you're fearless. I know you have your love for Diego Jota is is no has no bounds. No more. But anyway, I'm actually expecting Tottenham to win. To be honest, because I know the form they they're carrying. Oh, oh, oh. Is it we reverse? Hi, Anfield. Come on. All it is the way. You're at Anfield, bro. You can't just ruin it like that. They have a chance. Bro. <laughs> I'm not saying they'll win. They have a chance of winning. With the partnership Son and Kane have going on, I do think they'll definitely trouble the defense. Look, man, Liverpool are going to win eight nil, bro. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, dude, seven. Jinx nil. Jinx thing happened. They're going to score four goals. Divock Origi is going to score four goals. The attitude he had while coming in. Pitch, he might. Hey, exactly. I'm, bro, I'm, I'm not talking about him. Ignore him. Ignore him. He's jinxing it. Are you can jinx it? What a guy, Uday. लिवरपूल <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 2-1 win. It'll be a close game. It'll be an interesting game to watch, definitely, because one team is going to be attacking and one team is going to be trying to defend. But I think Liverpool have just a little too much for Spurs, and and as Saib also keeps mentioning, it's at Anfield. Anfield is a fucking fortress. Uh, I think Atlanta was the last club to to go there and beat Liverpool. Uh, so it's still a fortress in the Premier League. Uh, so 2-1, man. I, I do want them to lose now because they're coming up against our our, our record. I do want them to lose. Yeah, 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 I think you're on 95, right, or 91? 
No, I, I don't think we're in the 90s. I think we're in the 80s. 80s 86, bro. 86 is the record yeah. which Mourinho had at Chelsea. Right. The home unbeaten, which Liverpool is now going to close. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. Mostly. If there's any manager who's going to break that, it's Mourinho itself. Because you've had the best of the best coming to Liverpool and trying to like, you know, try to like destroy, like try to break that record. But it's not happened. I think... I think this is this is Mourinho at his like best moment right now to take yeah. this game. I honestly feel like to be very honest, I think it's going to be a draw. But I would be very, I would, I would be very hopeful of the fact that like you know this will be the game where Liverpool lose their, uh, lose their winning streak at home. Yeah, I'm also very hopeful of that. Nah, man, Liverpool to one. I want as a Chelsea fan, but yeah, a draw would help. A draw would help as a Chelsea fan. Yeah. You, you know your matches. Is- How to begin in 40 minutes? So don't. To <laughs> <laughs> win for Chelsea. And zero, and zero starts. So yeah, I'm looking forward. Oh, Pulisic is starting. Pulisic also okay. starting. Yeah, that that's good news. The octopus guys, don't worry. Like you know, whatever he says, the opposite will happen. Yeah, exactly. Especially with Dodai. I'll just say draw. Especially with Dodai. He's like, I'm going for a draw. Uday, your podcast changes fans, bro. <laughs> no, you know, very at the rate Arsenal is going, I'll probably have to start supporting West Ham United, man. <laughs> Come on, you are. Come on, you hammers. <laughs> Do it forever. But you would have a better Bobby. chance if you support West Ham than win. Arey, bye, bro. Okay, bro. I get the picture, man. I know we suck, bro. This season, chill. This season. Just wants to. Whack I mean, we've been, we've been pathetic. To... We've been pathetic from that time and all, but yeah, cool. Are you wanting to discuss Sheffield versus Manchester, uh, Manchester United, or are you okay with that? God, what a purpose for Ruj. Not fired, Ruj. Ruj, not fired. I feel so bad with that comment. Oh no, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Are you I mean, they, oh my god, dude, I feel handcuffed. Take it. <laughs> what a dirty statement to make. Come just with me. It's like back to the pool of you, man. Expected back to the pool. Today is Nikaj's birthday, dude. It's my happy birthday. Shit, Jesse. I don't tag him, bro. You need to tag Jesse Lingard today, man. On the Loud Mark Show. You need to tag him in this podcast. I think he might just respond. He, he might just respond to that. That guy is beyond meme. He's he's a legend, man. Okay, so anything else regarding Liverpool Tottenham? No, no, no. You want to add something? You can. Yeah, actually, I believe that Liverpool. If I were to predict the result, I would say that a Liverpool one nil win or uh, uh, those type of margins will be there. And I do not feel as if the result will be that volatile as both. Uh, as predicted would uh, play in a counter attacking style so i won't i won't expect too many goals in this match and i believe that uh, the team that can nick that goal or provide that extra finish would uh, 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 come out winners in this match so any other questions no no i don't have any questions But I was wondering if you guys want to discuss um, the Sheffield match because I think it's getting too late now. And yeah, I have. Yeah. So you can give in. I want to see the phone Nelvin. United match. What do you guys think about the United match? Um, Brewster hat trick. Um, Sheffield three nil. That's all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I second that. Sai, bro, if this actually works out true, I'll uh, listening to your words. I'm gonna play Brewster in my FPL. If it comes true, Sai. <laughs> 
whatever you want bro i'll buy you tickets to go and watch a local game at anfield man what a lie yeah yeah i just for me i just don't want bruno fernandes to do anything in that match i don't want him to get an assist or a goal and I, i just hate i just hate the face what you of a of a of a success story bro that's that's your fault not us and talking about bruno fernandes i think even arsenal also probably need someone like that man one of that level that guy single handedly came and changed united man seriously i actually love that guy i actually love that guy so much that i take his name three times each day that's how much how much i love that guy because well, you can also ask him for his nudes on instagram no problem can <laughs> <laughs> ask for extra extra rabbit teeth <laughs> uh, no like uh, in general discussions i use uh, uh, tell his name three times in a day not in uh, the the sense that you are talking about <laughs> so the, in general discussions i so love to know the context i love to know the context you take him three times in a day batting that podcast this podcast uh, no uh, no like <laughs> no like while talking about football uh, so basically i don't have that much to do so while talking about football i actually take his name three times uh, uh three times a day on an average not in the sense that you are talking about no i i don't know i don't know what i'm still so confused right <laughs> 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 <laughs>